This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast, 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 podcast. Hello and welcome back to episode 66 of the Dismonics Podcast. This week I'm joined by my boy Keith, Mr. Exposed. A fairly young, well I don't really know his real age. You know them Zimbabwean man, I can't really testify. I ain't seen the documents myself, but I believe he's a fairly young man who is who is an entrepreneur. He has his business venture, which I'm sure he'll announce when things become, you know, more set in stone. He's been an influencer for a bit on podcasts, written a book, all that type of stuff. So this week's episode, less economics, more, I don't really know how to put this, social, I don't know. Anyway, we discuss, we, at first we discussed the Kylie Jenner self-made billionaire thing, which became a debate. I don't know why. It was very, it was very obvious she is a self-made billionaire when she becomes one, that is. We discussed that. Which then leads on to how people don't really give credit, understand how hard it is to be an entrepreneur. So we started talking about how it is to be an entrepreneur, how it is to try to get investors, the risks you take on as an entrepreneur, the do's and don'ts, how not to, how to act when you're not at work, when you're not working, because especially if your brand is very much correlated with yourself, you don't really want to be moving around your socials because you don't know who's watching you and also some other stuff which i can't remember off the top of my head but hey i hope you enjoy this week's podcast here it goes me and keith hi i it's mxm and listen to the dysonomics podcast because it's lit, it's lit. so this is episode 66 Quite ironic because that's the last time England won the World Cup and they thought it was coming home. <laughs> but it didn't come home. <laughs> Football was like, now nah, we're cool here still. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're, we're all right where we are. You know still. what you know, in, enjoying an event and you're like, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm just going to go home and your brother's like, nice, cool, I'm going to stay still. Yeah, yeah, we'll stay still. Working on this team, right? Oh, I can't laugh. Like, my other brothers are here, yeah? <laughs> but if anything, you just catch an Uber. Just let me know when you get home, though. <laughs> no one but see me, I ain't coming home still. <laughs> I can't lie. When Croatia won, I was bare happy because I, <coughs> I'm a pagan, but I'm sorry, people are too annoying. And just, no, I can't have it. Anyway, I'm but, vexed because I had an event. You know what I mean? In my event, I was thinking to myself, Oh, it popped off England yes, in the final. It's all the pop off yes, anyway. Yeah, it's gonna pop off. I was like, yeah. if England won the final. We would have sold tickets. All the tickets that day. Yeah, it's true. Real talk. <laughs> real, real, real talk. Real talk. But anyway, Lux on Sundays always pops. So. Make sure you head down to Lux of Sundays. Where is it? Is um Old Kent Road. Okay, so Road. Lux for Barn, Old Kent Road. If you've been there before, quite a bit, few, quite a few people have been there. Yeah, quite, I know. Been there, you know, it's good vibes every single time. You know what I mean? We kick it back. You know, games, music, musical chairs, drinks. The vibe is right every single time. Yeah. So make sure you check out Lux if you're looking for something to do on a Sunday. You can roll solo dolo with your friends. If you haven't guessed already. 
I'm joined by my boy Keith, also known as Mr. Exposed. What's good, Keith? How you doing, man? Not bad, not bad, not it's bad. It's been a minute since I've been on here. Yeah, yeah, it has. That was quite a very popular... I think that's probably my most played episode. It's probably off the back of your fan base, so Litty. Shout out you, boy. Thank you, you very much. It was an amazing episode. Need to chop your listeners, bruv. Anyway, um, that's why you're back again, cuz. Anyway, so another podcast. So we're going to talk about all types of stuff. So this one isn't as technically economical as some previous podcasts is more of a lifestyle type of situation you, I like I to keep it, it up on them sometimes yeah so I want to talk about things that have been going on around we already talked about the World Cup Pelé England but an uh, article came out a few days ago on Forbes where we usually look to find who the richest celebrity is and we don't we don't usually question what Forbes say but today not today. This week we've been people have been questioning. All of a sudden, all, all of a sudden, sudden, sudden. Yep. forced to come underneath the light. Anyway, a lady where, which most of you have heard of, Kylie Jenner, probably early twenties, I believe by now. Um, with Kylie Cosmetics, barely twenties, barely, yeah, barely, yeah. With with her um, with her company, Kylie Cosmetics, she is en route to be a billionaire. Kylie Cosmetics is estimated worth of nine hundred million dollars, which is. Phenomenal since it's been in operation only for a few years. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Crazy, crazy. So the big debate was like they the article says self-made billionaire, and that rattled a lot of people. My personal theory on this is that the reason, the main reason why people took offense to the self-made part is because she's a Kardashian, and I'll like to tell people the definition of self-made. Hold on. So the definition of self-made. Adjective made by oneself or having becoming successful or rich by one's own efforts. Okay. The reason why I find this debate very, very mad is because firstly, I think Forbes have a pretty decent idea of what a self-made millionaire billionaire is. Just throwing it out there. But... Even let that one slide. In comparison to just random anybody's on Twitter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. have a bit of gross. <laughs> do you know what I mean? At underscore... Benson, <laughs> Benson, Benson, Okada, I see, like, bruv, come on. Anyway, if you look at the definition, because what I've realised in, I'm not sure if it's today's society of things, probably happened all over eternity, all, all, all across eternity, should I say, but obviously I'm only alive now, so I only talk about it here and now, is that there's words and people kind of have what they think these words mean, and then they will argue with you on what they think these words mean when really and truly there is an actual meaning for words. Like, we, we need to stop... It's a new trend. I think it, it's a new trend that's come with this new wave of activism and everything where everyone wants to redefine words. You know what I mean? Because, you know, the, the other definition is the white definition yeah, of what yeah. white people have defined words as. But it's always funny because they use words from the same dictionary. I would say so, so, so. It's, it's, red, it's red, now yellow. You know what because I mean? But my thing is, the other words they want to use are okay. These are the same words that have been created by the same people. The same use, bruv. Same words that come from the same dictionary. Same, same dictionary. words you want to use to redefine. It's mad. So if we look at the definition of the word, which I think is a pretty logical starting point, the first um, assertion made by oneself. They said self-made billionaire of Kylie Cosmetics. Kylie Cosmetics, not Bilal in Cosmetics. <laughs> but I think their argument is like, oh, remember when they say, oh, she got money from her parents, she got this, this, this. And I was like, so she got a business loan from her family. Fam. 
Like, that's what I said. I said, so, okay. So she said, oh, did she have the capital start up? So I said, what business wakes up with capital? Like, you have to get capital from somewhere, where, either where we could talk about, like, I'm sure you've, in your business ventures, you've gone through bro, different bro. ways of raising where you get maybe angel investors or venture bro, capitalists. This is it. Okay, I'm working with, on the project that I'm working on, working with a VC company, mm. you know what I mean? And we're looking to raise, you know what I mean? What, about a million pound. Yeah. If I raise that million pound with a venture capitalist company or whatever, I'm not self-made anymore because I raise money. You know what I mean? No, but, you say is, but let's uh, let's sit there and I think, do you think if I could get, so I have this great business idea that I have, if I can get that money from my dad, what's the problem? Is uh, what well, it makes no sense because in, in essence, that means that no, any all these businesses that we revere and all these people that we look up to, we can't say they're self-made let's, because they've got loans from banks. Let's go to, let's go to the richest person in the world, Bill Gates. Yes. His, his parents were rich. Talk speaking to it. Bro, he's, he, I think his dad was a lawyer or something like that, mm. a long accountant or a lawyer he or something like Harvard, that. He got sent to Harvard, right? Bro, they sent him to good schools, sent him to Harvard, sent him to this. Remember, Bill Gates got to where he is simply because he, because of what his dad did and access the people that his dad was around, it gave mm. Bill Gates access mm. to the first computer yes. that was ever made. So because of his dad, he had access that no other kids had yes. to that computer or what no one else had. Yeah, but you could slap hella kids there and won't do niche. But that's what I'm saying. When we sit there and I was like, can we sit here and say he's not self-made because nah, because his dad knew this person and this person and this person. It doesn't make any sense because the article says self-made billionaire. So they're talking about her, her potentially. Brand. She's, she's potentially about to be a billionaire. So which she will be eventually. Mm-hmm. Unless something terrible happens, God forbid. Kylie Cosmetics is what is making her, that is her company. That, that's insane. That's like saying the people You know she who, owns 100% of it. Fam. It's not even like, it's not even like, it's not even like she's a minority shareholder. Do you know like Diddy is Ciroc? Like Diddy owns a certain percentage of Ciroc. Or crazy when Jay-Z enough, earns... Diddy don't even own any of Ciroc. Oh, he doesn't own percentage, no. so... Bro, he's, he's, just, um, he's just a face. face. Okay, I'm, think, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of my example with when Jay-Z earned a small percentage mm-hmm. of the Brooklyn Nets, yeah? But he was like deemed as a quote-unquote owner. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, which they, they often do sometimes they get like somebody who's quite marquee and they kind of use them as the face of the business. But really, in terms of equity, they've only got a small percentage. There we go. I think Cameron, speaking about this, like usually when you're seeing celebrities with a clothing deal, they only chop like 7 to 8%. Mm-hmm. Kylie's got the whole thing, you feel me? So it makes absolutely no sense to say this person not self-made because let's they say- she's her money. Like she got a loan. Bro, it's oh, not- Just because it came from- a, So if it came from a bank- it, that, What's the difference? It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's actually ludicrous. Self-made does not mean I was eating Indomie and oxygen, f- running 50 miles to go to school, have no clothes, Bro, and now I'm a billionaire. Not, Rih- no. Rihanna is wavy now. Rihanna had her talent. The yeah. label signed her and they gave her a loan to make her album. An advance. What is an advance? It is a loan, loan. Yeah. to create your project. project. Facts. You, is you, can we sit here and say she's not self-made? Because the only difference is she didn't get the money from her parents. Self-made, you know what I'm saying? Can we not say... Made by oneself, like... If, and the maddest thing is, if you look at the actual net worth of the other Kardashians, it can't chat to hers. And she's the youngest. And she's the bro, It makes no sense. Like, get over it. She's a self-made... A potential, she's going to be a self-made billionaire because her company slaps. Mm-hmm. Get over it. 
The riches are made via her company. It's like, and otherwise, otherwise, no, otherwise nobody in the world is a self-made anything because Barclays or JP Morgan gave the money. Gave the money. Like, it's just absurd. Simple. If it's absurd. I tell people, if that's the logic that we want to run with, then that's that. You know what I mean? People are, you know what I mean? Kim built their family name and stuff like that. Kim's not a billionaire though. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Kim's net worth is like a third of the net worth of Kylie Cosmetics. Yeah, and then there was another argument that they're padding the numbers because, you know what I mean? They want to sell it to other companies and boom, boom, boom. Look, and I was like, what? Like, what? That's, you, you, okay, okay. Because you're going to just buy the company. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because you're not, you're not going to have your um, auditors go look over the books. You're just going to be like, oh, what? Hey, what? Hey, Kylie. So what's, what's the price? What's the price? Say? Those auditors. Hey, it's 900 bro, billion, you know. They want to know what you ate for lunch. Fam. Before they buy it. You know what I mean? Especially for that kind of money there, they go through your books with and a then they fine go through your books comb. again. Yeah. And then they go through your books again mm, yeah. and again. Well, you, you think Kylie could just gas them like, yo, da, basically, it's, uh, oh, it's a look, billion. Just yeah. take that. Just take me a billion. Oh, okay, cool. That. Let me just get, let me just use um, the money I've borrowed from the bank and some of my own capital to go buy this company off the word of, come on guys, please, come on, please, 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 please. Let's leave the hateration and the But that's what it is. I feel like because it's a god that, and I always find with people when people don't like someone, they will always Facts. find a way to kind of diminish what they say. So with Kanye West, you know, people didn't like Kanye's views and Kanye West, you know, like he's not a genius anyway. And I was like, listen, it depends on what you're judging him on. For me, Kanye is a musical and a creative genius. Outside of that, I don't give a damn about what Kanye is on because I never sat there and looked at Kanye and I was like, he's, you know what I mean? He's, he's, a, he's a science genius or he's a genius, you know, in politics yeah. or he's a genius in this. I didn't give a damn about any of that. Musically... Kanye is a genius. Yeah. You know I mean, if we speak of the creative side, mm. Kanye is a genius. Outside of that, it is what it is. But you know when then people don't like someone and they think because I don't like you and because you're this, this and this, I want to, you know, bring your talents down. I don't like that ish. Yeah. It's like R. Kelly. R. Kelly's a questionable human being. Hella questionable. Hella questionable human being on, mm. you know what I mean, on multiple levels. Mm. I believe I can fly his wave. That doesn't change <laughs> because R. Kelly's so and so and so, mm. you know what I mean, he's talent. Like R. Kelly's an amazing songwriter. Mm. Wrongin'? Yeah. Amazing song, right? So I always find that with people when they don't like you, they then try and diminish. Like, like things can't be, can't coexist. It's mad because exactly. um, like I, I did a tweet and, and got a lot of laughter. People kind of resonated. We obviously got a few people getting quiet. I said, listen, you lot for years have been saying the Kardashians have no talent. Yet they are basically combined. They're probably a billion, a family that's worth a billion dollars. You and your 40 talents. What's going on? Tell me, talk to me. There you go. Nothing. If they don't have but no talents. Nothing. You, you're 55 talents. What, what, what's popping? But you know, like, nah, you know what I mean? My morals, my this, my that, and I'm like, okay, then. All right, what, then. Um, shout out Dr. Lee, who's been on two, at least two of my podcasts. He always says this, talents and ability is one of the most overrated thing in reality. If you don't have application, it don't mean niche. Nothing. Like, for example, Keith, yeah. If I, if I'm the world, if I can paint better than anybody, literally, like, I can paint that like Picasso will look at my painting and be like, rah, but hey, no you're kind of no lit, you know? That shit. Yeah, like, but if I don't go out and paint, like if I don't put pencil or art, um, what's it called, paintbrush to canvas and display that talent, what does it mean? There we, nothing. Don't mean shit. What, what, what's it, what, what, what is it doing for me? Nothing. Nothing. And people don't get this, bro. Nothing. But a lot of people, that's all they're good at. Well, I could do this or this and this. And that and that, do it. Oh, they say stuff like, oh, there's so many better singers on my time. Where are them. they now? 
Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? They're not getting pushed the same way. Boom, boom. It's, it's like a conversation I have with uh, my mentor, Paul, all the time. Mm. He's like, the one thing that this world, you know what I mean, that sees no color, race, you know what I mean, where you come from is value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remember when um, this was a very, very mad situation when Sh- Lord Sugar tweeted what he tweeted. Yes. You know what I mean? It was mad. And the argument is they got rid of Reggie. Yes. And not Lord Sugar. Yes. They kept on Lord Sugar because he's yes. more valuable than Reggie. Facts. And I was like, in, in this life, bro, when I sit there and I was like, what determines how people treat you and how long you can stay somewhere? Value. How valuable it's, are you I see them? this quite often. And those who watch like sports, especially American sports, that there's certain players that act up, but because value. their production... Value. Because their production is so lit... They they tolerate it. The moment their production starts to dip. Like for example, there's this American footballer called Richard Sherman, very intelligent man. I think he went to Stanford. He's a defensive back. He's played for the Seahawks. He moves. He can move mad. He's very outspoken about stuff. Sometimes right, sometimes wrong. Cool. But he started to decline. Got, got a few more injuries, and he was still doing the same things. The moment his production dipped, gone. Man was gone. You know what I'm saying? Because now you know what I mean. You're not that valuable to us. Yes. And that's what it is. And I tell people that you know some people sit there and they're like, it's this and this. And I'm like, it's purely just value. Mm. What you bring to the table. You know, if they getting rid of you is going to cost them. For them, they're going to sit there and apologize. Yeah. Value, value, value. Yeah. And people don't get this mm. when you kind of go through situations in life my mentor he used to tell me all the time value 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 be valuable and they can never get rid of you it's like look on the trading floor that's probably the least racist environment on the planet because if you make money if you're a pedophile they might even overlook that if you're making money i'm telling you like those environments there as long as you are turning over crazy numbers they will overlook a mad thing. Mm. I always got a dungeon with two kids in it, but his turnover was mad, you know? Yeah, man. You know one of those? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what, he only had two people in there. Oh! It's only two. You know one of those ones? Wait, oh, bro, it could have been seven. <laughs> like, you're turning over a billion, you know what I mm, mean? Mm. You're trading, you're turning over mad numbers over there. They will overlook anything. I think a very big example of this is um, Chris Brown. Like, go. with his behaviour, if the average Joe had, had the, a quarter... Of the misdemeanors. Finished. Finished. But he's a good looking guy, because mm-hmm. extremely talented, famous, wealthy. He's gonna get more buyer because again, it's a value thing. So that's something that's all very important to know. Like you got value, value, value. And that's what I feel like. And you know who the people that do this the most are? These very famous celebs, aesthetically pleasing celebrity women that push this sexual liberation mm. onto regular women. And I sit there and I tell people, I hear you, but let's look at and Amber Rose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Amber Rose is liberated. So Amber Rose can get away with a lot of things for one of two reasons. One, you know what I mean? She's she's buff. Yeah. Buff people get away with a lot anyway. Yeah, facts. Pretty privileged. And two, she has money. So I sit there and I tell people, you can skin out like Amber Rose. Amber Rose has security. Yeah. So when she walks down the road, you know what I mean? With her titties hanging out, no one's grabbing anything. Mm. You know what I mean? Because she has two security guards that mm. are probably going to break your hand in four different places yeah. if you even breathe in, in her hand. direction. When you do it now, it's just you on the street by yourself yeah. and anything could happen to you. Not only that, she makes money off being that, that way. way. Yeah, You have to go to work. Yeah. So if there's pictures with your, you know what I mean, with your vagina on the internet mm. and you go into certain fields, it, it will could, affect it you in the long run. Yeah, it's true. Like you got, like obviously, and obviously like, 
nobody's able to touch you or do anything, but we've got to understand the world that we live in. Unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately some people are just scumbags. And, and, and a lot that. of people, bro, there are a lot and also of some people, And some people might not have an opinion. You might have an opinion like you believe, like if you use Ambrose's example, you may believe that this shouldn't impact your value. It does. Like, Everything in the everything you Every do, single everything thing. you do, and this is men, women, cat, dog. Everything you do, everything you eat, everything you wear, everything you say has an impact on how you're valued and how you're perceived. With some people, like okay, for example, if it dress sense to you, Keith, how somebody dress gonna have a times ten impact. Mm-hmm. To me, you gonna have a times zero point five impact, but it's still but there's a certain impact. You know what I mean? It's just different level. scales for different yeah. people. You can't like I feel like it's it's very very absurd that people just try to remove like it like, doesn't it, work like it, that it, it this shouldn't matter you know what it, i mean but it does. does yeah it does it does you know what i mean it's just like it shouldn't matter that i steal you know what yeah. i mean that shouldn't impact the fact that we're getting in a relationship no but that's not something you're with yeah that goes against your values mm. that goes against your morals yeah you know what i mean that goes against the way you live so you don't want to be around someone that like mm. me who steals things mm. Yeah, you know I, mean? I feel like if I go out there and I have a good reason for stealing, you <laughs> no, literally, if I can sit here and tell you like I have a good reason for why I do it, so you should look past it. You're like, no, it goes against my beliefs. Yeah, so that's a no-no for me. That's what I'm saying. And coming back to Kardashians, what I was to spoke about. Also, um, when it comes to value and talent, it's not always tangible. When when we say talent, we usually think, oh, you jump really high, sing really well, act really well, dance really good. There's certain talents like being likable is a talent. Yep. So you got people like Dermot O'Leary, he's really likable, that's why he's on TV. Uh, Maya Jam is another example, um, really likable. Also just having a bit of like charisma. Like Rihanna, she's got that, we say that source, that sexy pull, that X factor. That's her talent. That's one of her talents. She might, there's probably, you probably, I'm, I'm sure nearly everybody knows somebody who can sing better than Rihanna, but I'm not sure anyone could say that you They're combine the singing, Rihanna. the dancing and the, the swagger in the one person better than Rihanna, I very much doubt it. There you go. You should, I very much doubt it. So like, like when it comes to Kardashians, I think one of their key um, abilities is influence. 100%. Kim Kardashian starts rocking something, hell of people start rocking it. And you could, and that's, that's value because as an advertiser, you're thinking, okay, cool. If I pay Kim K, I don't know, 500 grand to wear my clothing line for on the Instagram and stuff like that. That's got like almost, I don't know, probably almost got a hundred million followers by now or something crazy like that. Yeah. That's value because you've got a advertising, um, you've got a market of a hundred million people who, if she says left, they say left, even though the sign says right. You see what I'm saying? And that is their talent. Being able to influence young women or maybe old women, just women in general. Bro, just being able to move millions. Yeah. Of people, if Kylie Jenner looks left, couple million people look, look left. left. Facts. She looks right, couple million people look right. And I sit there and I tell people, if that's not a talent, I'm not sure what is. That's one of the most powerful talents you could possibly have. When you bring, you know, if she goes somewhere and she puts a product out, people go out and buy it. If she, you know, she starts wearing something, people start oh. wearing it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, do you know how hard it is Companies to get, to get people to buy stuff. Companies have teams of people that sit there and try to figure out how to do what Kylie does. Facts. Teams of Facts. people that get paid very well. Facts. And you're going to tell me that's not a talent. You're going to tell me that's not impressive simply because you don't like her. Doesn't make sense. Even from any person, you know what I mean? Oh. That's on probation at their work at their <laughs> workplace. 
might not even pass probation because you don't like this person. Like, that doesn't count as a talent. And the thing is, you're, everybody's entitled not to like somebody, but I think it's very egregious when people's dislike for a character starts to minimise their work. You have to support their work, but don't... Nope. Like, no, it's the truth. Don't, don't, like, come on, like, what she's done is phenomenal because, do you know what I mean? There's hella millionaires in this world, multi-millionaires, and hella multi-millionaires with children. And the vast majority of them are not billionaires. There are people that come from families doing better than hers that haven't done what she's done. Facts. Her family were millionaires. They're people that are born into billion, billionaire families that don't do fuck all. Facts. With their lives. Facts. You see what I'm saying? So what does that mean? Just like when people talk about Donald Trump spunked all of his money, this, 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 and that. And it's, people kind of look at things through kind of a narrow lens. Mm. Donald Trump, I don't agree with a lot of what Donald Trump is about. But when you look at him as a businessman and stuff like that, especially what he did in terms of property yeah. in America, like, remember he, I think he bust the skyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of kind of tallest buildings and mm. stuff like that, where he would look at certain areas and buy properties in certain areas. Like the way he was doing things was just mad. No, right now it's only kind of become cool to hate on Donald Trump as of late. Yeah. If you look at a lot of celebrities, they love Trump. Mental, bro, like I said, especially when he came to business and how he ran certain things, you know, and people were talking about, oh, he was a shit businessman. He's this and this and this. Like, could you do it? It's a billionaire, I swear. Yeah, people like he lost all our, if he had just put his dad's money in savings, he could have done more with it. He could have oh. done this and that and that. And I that. really and hate these Sunday morning portfolio, portfolio fund managers, man. Get out of there, man. And I sit there and I'm like, but you haven't even, I'm like, if you took your 10 pound and turned it into a thousand pound, I call it into well, I, yeah, bags, well, I'd be like, I, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what? Turning 10 pound into a hundred bags relative to what you started with. I hear you. You know what I mean? You can afford to speak. Yeah. on what's going on out there but you ain't even taken the little bit that you have and turned it into just a little more none of that but you can then speak and say this person's a shit businessman or this and this and simply saying because you after the like yeah. the person saying things after the fact that's you know the worst I mean? after the fact not even saying you know it mean? in hindsight anyone else could have this anyone else and I was like so why hasn't anyone else, else done, done it? it it's simply that if just anyone could do it oh he got a small loan of a million from his dad and so on and so on and so on do you know how many people get crazy amounts of I money? I find it funny because it's funny because with the Rihanna thing is now Rihanna's so wavy. Like, every, like but there's a period where people used to hate on Rihanna Bear. Like they should say that, oh, she's not that talented. Da, 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 da. Jay-Z made her. So I always just say, okay, cool. If Jay-Z made Rihanna, why hasn't somebody else made another one? There we go. Because that's a pretty damn well good investment. Mm -hmm. If it's that easy, Diddy could just literally pick up an artist and just turn them into Rihanna. And Diddy's tried with Bear artists. They ain't nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? At some point, and Diddy and Jay-Z's money isn't that far apart. At all. So what's the difference? It's crazy, crazy. Uh, too much hateration is done through. Anyway. And that's why I sit here and I think to myself, with the way my business is set up and how we're going about it, if the business then grows on to be bigger, I can't then say I'm self-made because I've been given money. That you're going to have to pay back, <laughs> mind you. It's not like it's, not like, oh, hey, hey, hold this M, Keith. It's like, Go oh, on. You, you know, one of those ones where, come on, I, yo, he was walking down the road, he found a business plan in a bag, a million pound in there, and all he did was just run with what he found. It came instruction in manual. <laughs> it was money and instruction manual. And to be honest, all he did was sleep throughout and they just gave him a bill. He didn't do nothing. That's how people be flexing. Where does that, where do you know? <sighs> 
it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And I think a lot of it comes from reflection, but I hope this anonymous listeners, if you do that, you kind of need to stop because it's not healthy and it's not going to improve your life. It's not going to make you look crazy in these streets. Like, you can't... Like, if you actually just read these people's stories, you actually see how hard they graft and how great and talented they are. But anyway, let's move on for that. But my thing is, this, before, I yeah. think I hate social media and how it... Okay, you see Jeff Bezos. I saw when he sold his shares and they were like, I think he was like, he made however many billion in 20 seconds. And because of that, it skewers how people see things. So people yeah. are like, he made this much money mm. like that. Yeah. Jeff Bezos should be doing this mm. with his money. He should be donating money to this and that and that, bro. And people don't take in what it's like starting up a business, especially with a startup. Yeah. For me, I've gone through the conventional startup route, going the VC route, you know what I mean? Mm. Dealing with VC, you know what I mean? Going, getting funding, talking to different types of investors, angel investors, this kind of investor, and people don't understand the stress mm. behind this because, bro, 99.9% of the time, you're just trying not to get your business stolen from under you. Real talk. Bro, literally, I spent 99.9% of my time thinking, okay, how do we keep my business from getting stolen from me? Because when you take money from certain people, you have no idea what direction it could go in. What? Little things. When I got into this, it was little things I had no idea of. You know, you can't give too much shares. Yeah, to just one person. Yeah, you know I mean, this person. Hey, remember, to... remember that time that that guy had emailed me? You, I think it was Tay. Say he wants to. He's got this a good money, business plan. He was going to give us twenty percent equity. So wait, hold on. If you give me twenty percent equity, keep twenty percent Tay's. That means there's only forty percent yeah. equity and left. That, but my thing is, if they and but my thing <laughs> in in a situation like that, I could buy your twenty percent. I could buy Tay's twenty percent. I'm the majority shareholder now. What's good? If I tell you jump, you better jump. <laughs> Bro, little things like little things that I didn't know. So kind of getting into this, people have no idea. It's like, you know, when you're going through contracts and your advisors and stuff, this person's equity is like, okay, you know what I mean? When when we sell shares and stuff, like whose shares dilute like this? How much of your shares dilute? You know what mm. I mean? I was sitting there thinking, huh? <laughs> and you kind of go through this and you realize how hard the legal and stuff. And you're like, okay, if I take this person's money, you have to abide by this, this, mm. this, and this. If I don't get this person's money back at this and this point, this could happen. Okay, cool. Do what, do what? Yeah, let's let's talk about this stuff, but we'll, let's break it out. Okay, so VC, venture capitalist. Venture so, capitalist. Okay, so in your, like, explain to listeners in a very bog standard way, what a venture capitalist... A venture capitalist company is kind of like, they more or less, it's a business that has access to investors. Yeah. Essentially, so they have investors on their books, you pitch your idea to them and they kind of put you... They match you up with investors, essentially, yes. that want to invest in whatever it is you're doing. Sometimes it may be them with the money mm. and so on and so on. So the, I'm working with a really amazing company called Good Soil. Yep. And they're helping me raise money for my business. So, you know what I mean? You kind of put your, you know, put your plan together and stuff like that. They look through your pitch, depending on what your pitch is saying. That they can then sit there and think, okay, do we have any investors on our books mm. that would be interested, interested yeah. in something of this nature? You know what I mean? Kind of based on previous things. And sometimes, you know what I mean? These investors put kind of money in the pool. So like, cool, we have this much money to mm. invest with these people. And you've brought your idea forward and so on and so on and so on. And that's how I kind of got into, into that because I had an amazing... An amazing idea, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, but obviously, we're not saying it because we yeah, don't. Because yeah. can't have it. you people. Can't have because you I, so many NDAs. That's the craziest mm. thing. Like that. Hella, bro. And it's another thing that I'd never really thought of mm. in that way. That's non-disclosure agreement, I'm, by the way. Any, non-disclosure agreement. And for me, I'm a creative. I'm good at creating things. I'm good at putting things together. The ultra business side of things. 
I wasn't so good with. So I kind of had to bring people on board to help me with that. But you never know what you're kind of getting into. So when, people, when people make it seem like Bezos just got paid 20 billion for existing. And I'm like, you have no well, idea. The rounds, this, he's probably about to go through so many when rounds. When you look at the Mark Zuckerbergs and so on and so on and so on, a lot of these people... They don't take, their employees make money and so on and so on, but they don't take money mm. out of the business until they then sell. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? People don't take this in. So this person has been working and as a, just like me, through my business, if I'm working and so on and so on, it's not like I'm walking away with a hundred million. I have a salary. So mm. depending on what job I then take within my company, I have a salary Facts. for that job. Yep. You know, if I'm, if, if I saw, if I may be CEO, but for being a CEO, because that, that's an actual job within the business, mm. I then take a large chunk, but that's not nothing else. Yeah. So it's not like I'm walking away with all the bags, every, every penny, beat, everything that the business makes. You take and you put in your pocket. No, no but I don't. You are growing that. your business, so you don't walk away with anything. So what these people think is because your business turns over a billion, you're going home with, with a billion. billion. No, no, if you are a CEO, you're walking away with a CEO salary, salary, which is nowhere near yeah, a billion, a billion pound. Or anything of that. You see what I mean? Some CEOs are on like six figures or hundred bags. Mm. You know what I mean? He's running the biggest company in the world, mm. stressing, doing 80 hours a week. Final of the world. Bags, yep. 200 bags and then they'll get a bonus or whatever, but you're not taking and that's it. If, that's if things go good. If things go good, you're, you might not get that wavy bonus, bro. There you go. So yeah. And that's what it is. If that things don't go good, you know what I mean? Half the company might disappear. Okay. And so. remember when you have businesses like that, all it takes is for one thing to happen in the market. And you can wake up tomorrow and your business is worth is in the half of what it was worth yesterday. Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the late season of Billions, you don't want to listen right now. Actually, I don't care about spoilers because it tastes like it. So, um, so for example, like, there was this scene in Billions when this gentleman, he's like a partner at a law firm. Obviously, you're already on a good salary. He, um, he got a hookup with this business he's invested in. He's knee deep in it. And he's got, and had an IPO coming, and the IPO was going to blow. Like he was going to be like in so much money, like dumb money. So, and because um, and then his boy who's got beef with this other guy, this Axelrod, the, um, the billionaire CEO. Because Axelrod heard that, oh rah, my man's dad's got money into this again. Okay, cool, let's pam this. Yeah, <laughs> it was like some juice company. They went and paid people to basically poison themselves with this juice on the day of the IPO, record it, them going to hospital and stuff. The IPO, when it opened at, obviously when the market opens at nine, killing it. He's like, wow, I'm worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Bro, mm -hmm. when the news came through, investors were like, uh-huh. And when people Dead, start pulling out. Sell, sell, bro. The stock weren't worth niche. And that was all in the space of a day. There all in know. the space of a day. So like, as a business, there's so many risks like that. So many. And that's, and that's the one thing, you know, and people like this person should be willing to share this money and that. And he was like, listen, this is the risk that I took. I could either make money or I could either lose money. Every single month, my employees made money. I took a risk. Mm. You know what I mean? My employees get paid the same salary they get paid, regardless of whether the stock goes up or down. Yep. You know what I mean? You people got paid every single month. I took a risk mm. every single month up until I then sold, you know, up until you IPO your business or anything. Yeah, because if, let's say for example, God forbid, like your business don't make money in a certain month, you still have to pay your staff. Yep. No, no, and people don't understand. You can sell one book. If you're a bookstore yeah. and you sell one book this month, I still get my salary if I work at the till. Facts. 
it's not like okay, we only sold one book this month. So, so you're you get, getting yeah, yeah. But then people want to tell you, oh, you need to be giving this much money to the world, and you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. I don't need to be doing anything (laughs) and that's the problem you know we've been conditioned to believe that you know we have to be altruistic the only way to be fully fulfilled and happy in this world is to give and do stuff for other people and for me and it's again paul my mentor i have to be grateful to this guy because he's been drumming this into my mind my whole life well not my whole life but for the last couple of years and that's when i started to see differences within my life it was like the morals everyone whenever you know you look at giving money away people are like oh you know it's morally right and stuff like that morals is just the code that you live by morality mm. the rules that you choose to live by you choose to live by whatever makes you happy or whatever you think is morally right mm. whatever you think is morally morally right yeah but if you see a person getting beat up and you feel it's morally right to walk past and not do anything that's within your morals yeah like by definition yes that's within your moral fiber yeah that's morally that's okay for me, mm. for me to walk past someone getting beat up, I'm not, not going to say whether it's right or wrong for other people, but if you believe that's morally right for you and you're happy within yourself and you're cool, that's within your morals. Like when you when people talk about morals, people want to judge you based on their morals. Their morals, facts, always. So when they say morals, it's not one of those big homogenous things where like, oh, there's 10 rules. Mm. You know, when we speak about morals, there's moral one, moral two, <laughs> moral three, moral four, mm. moral morally right so when they then say celebrities or these rich people you're supposed to be doing this you're supposed to be doing that if 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 giving away most of your money makes you happy fair play yeah but for a lot of people that's not the reason they do it for a lot of people duck on taxes mm. or they yeah, think, tax benefits. and some people they think it will make them happy and it doesn't they think because we've been conditioned to believe it's the right thing to do and at the end of the day if it doesn't make you happy is it morally is it morally Right? No, it isn't. Because no. it's not within your it's morals. Not in line with it. It's not in line with your morals. So for me, I started to put myself first. I started to realize I didn't have to live by what other people were saying to me or what people were saying is the right way to be and so on and so on. That's when you think, raw. this whole time I've been trying to live according to something that goes against my nature. Something that goes against how I am. It goes against Doesn't make my sense. morals. And stuff like that. Yeah, it's literally like you're supposed to give, give this, do this. You know what I mean? The world needs you to do that. Don't need me to do shit. Because it doesn't, it's not in line with my moral compass. When I weigh up certain things, that's why I'm always posting about rational self-interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about weighing up the pros and cons. cons What's always. in it for me, essentially? But we've been conditioned to think it's wrong to ask what's in it for me. My, and for me, morally, that's the one thing I've realized in life. I will never trade a higher value for a lower value. I got invited to a, to do a TED talk. It's an amazing thing. On the same day I was invited to do that TED talk, I had another thing, another event I could have done that was making me money. You know where I went? I went to make money. Because mm. when I sit there and I look at the higher values and stuff like that, for me, that was a higher value. Yeah. I'm not going to trade a higher value for, for a, a lower, lower value. value for the vanity metrics. Because one of those things- Yeah, where, it's vanity. Yeah, it vanity is. metrics. I tell people like, all I get off the back of that is to tell people I did a TED talk. And that's what it's literally like with certain business, the turnover was 200 million. How much of that was profit? Yeah, yeah, true. That's, you know what I mean? 17 pound 50. I got signed to this or I met up with this person or I did this. What was in it for you? What did you gain? Huh? Oh, you know, all you wanted to say. In fact, you know what? Yeah, we'll have made this podcast about entrepreneurship. Yeah, I just thought of it. No, 100%. No, because like one thing I wanted to speak about and shout out my brother Andrea, she always says this, that you got your thing about what's in it for you. Sometimes doing for something for free 
could be even more beneficial than do something that yeah. was monetary. And my value. thing is, if it makes you happy, happy yeah. there's something in it for, for you. you. People yeah. don't get it. So you know when you say what's in it for me, people automatically think, you know, you you mean money. It's it's a personal thing. Mm. What will make you happy in this situation? I've worked for free so long. I barely work for free now. Mm. I refuse to do it now. Don't because that's me. something, and for me, it doesn't make sense for me mm. because of where I am, what I want to achieve. You know, and certain spaces that I'm in. So every so-and-so I would do a certain amount of work for free every year, but it then gets to a point where after that I have to get paid because it then doesn't make sense for you, for me. Yeah. Trust me, do you know how many emails I get from people where, and this is how they get you, they appeal to your ego and people want to celebrate you and they want to this. I don't want to be celebrated. I want to be paid. And when people realize that they can't stroke your ego or win you over, in that way, that's when it's like, oh, this person knows exactly what he wants out of things. You can't come out here and tell me that you're going to love this. You know, it's amazing. People want to see this or they want to celebrate you or they want to, you know, hold you to the and pray <laughs> to you. And I, was like, I don't want anyone praying to me. <laughs> I, I want to get to paid. paid. Yeah. Simple. And that's it. And that's when people are like, oh, but we don't have no money for you. Okay, fair enough. You know, and I was like, maybe another time mm. because it's not in line with my what morals was. and what I want to do and it doesn't fit into my Okay, plan. so speaking of entrepreneurship, yeah, so, so obviously you're, you're quite far into your journey now. I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, well, far, okay, I'm not saying you're going to journey to the end or anything, I'm not trying to say you're going to die, but do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, 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 finish line, yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm> a, <laughs> no, but okay, so you're, you're moving along in your journey. So as an entrepreneur, and we've seen a rise of entrepreneurship, especially in tech, especially with women as well. So I was reading an article not too long ago. I think it's by a young lady called Aneta Ben. I follow her. She has sick, sick economic articles, especially centered around Africa. She was talking about the rise in entrepreneurship in like places like Nigeria, Cameroon, Ghana, especially tech-wise. And we're seeing it even here, like where people are throwing their own events and making, offering produce or doing food or whatever have you made, podcasts, fitness, all different types of um, um, directions. What do you think has kind of spurned this kind of surge in entrepreneurship? Um, I'd say at the moment, social media has played a very big part in that because I think it's kind of shown people the, you know, that you can go out there and mm. do your own thing, essentially, because before it's visibility, you can't become what you don't see. So for a lot of people, we didn't see all of this happening before. So we didn't think it was available to us. So it was like, you know, it's what was kind of peddled to us. Go school, get your degree, go to work. That's it. So that's all we knew. So now with with the internet kind of growing, with access to all of these websites. So access, much access. It then shows you that, rah, I can be more. I can start my own business. I can go out and get funding. I can, you know, start my own events company and market my own events on the internet without having to spend a million pound on advertising in different places, printing flyers, doing this and this. So the internet has given us access to so much. So we see other people like us or people we want to be like. Essentially, I met all of my mentors on social media. Like That's all of like my, my main mentors and stuff like that. I met them on the internet. Without Powerful. the internet. Bro, I'm, you know, mentor, I, could, I could talk to somebody from Saudi Arabia, somebody from Russia, somebody from Nigeria, somebody from America, and somebody from Manchester, all at the same time in one conversation. Because my, me and my mentor, Paul, we've known him for about five years now. He wrote, the, he wrote a chapter in my book, and my other mentor, Brad, he mm. wrote the foreword mm. in my book. Paul's written a chapter in my book. He's been 
he's been advising me since I had nothing, mm. nothing, nothing. We've never met in person. Mm. Like we've been, you know what I mean? Just phone conversations. person I talk to more or less every single day, multiple times mm. over the last five years. Mm. Power social media. Social media. Mm. I sit there like, this is something that would have never been possible, possible. without social, social media. media. So we built this relationship where he's helped me turn my life around and we've never met in person. That's insane. And this is it. And that's what the internet has done for us which is why i do try and help from time to time where i speak to certain people mm. and when i can so if i have free time or whatever mm. i'll reply to messages you know i'll have people message me we'll talk if they need advice if they need guidance because i tell people like i can't take on like full-time mentorship and stuff because i'm still on my own journey yeah 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 of course but wherever i can offer guidance wherever yeah. i can offer help we're all in the run of our own races like and that's why i tell people so i was like i can't commit to anything full-time but I can help where I can because I saw what having a mentor did for me. Mm. I saw what it was like having access to someone that's been there. That's done that. And done that. Do you know how many times he saved me from people robbing me with my business? Mad. Or advice that he would give me and stuff like that. You should have this person or you should have that person, have this person do this. When you go into this meeting, do this, this and this. Because as I always say, it's a concrete jungle. Don't ever think because we have skyscrapers and we feel like and lattes, but like it's dog eat dog world. Like where people in suits will soon rob you quicker than a man from ends. Like, please, please, please understand this, bro. It's even worse. Funny enough, this is a conversation I had where there's you see you're more likely to get screwed over in the business world than on the roads. Because <laughs> on the roads, let's look at the roads. On the roads, you know exactly what happens. You rob this person, he's gonna bust your head. Yeah. <laughs> in the business world now. It's different because dealing with it, whole nother level and you can never see it coming. In business, there's three types of people. People that want to take you for what you have and they're very open with it. Yeah. People that want to take you for what you have and they pretend they have your best interest in heart. And people that don't believe they want to take you for all you have and they believe they have your best interest you heart your best interest at heart and still take you for everything anyway mm. that's literally how it that's how it works and for mm. me that's the one thing i le- i learned when you go into this no one has your best interest at heart think you think you go into these companies and they want to give you this money or they want to partner up with you because they care about how you end up mm. i want to give you 100 million because i like you yeah. and i want you to end up in this so and so and so on i want to give you 100 million so i can take this from under you yeah basically <laughs> And that's simply, that's what happens. You know, when I get into a business deal, I have my best interest at heart. Mm. Whoever I'm in a business with, deal with has their, their best, best interest, interest at heart. heart and so on and so on. And that's when you realize that when you get into this, you can't even deal with it how you deal with it on the roads. Mm. If you screw me over on the roads or whatever, when I see you, it is what it is. And finance- I can't like, if you say this, I keep thinking that it don't just screw me over. I, I don't mind buses on me said over. But my thing is like, but think about it. <laughs> Depends. You might never see this person. Ever again. You're dealing with person's lawyer. Yeah, you. You never. Who are you gonna boss? Punch up his lawyer. Thank and you. the thing is, and one <laughs> thing is, when you get into these businesses or into these deals and stuff like that, when you start working at a certain level, being right or wrong doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter it's who has the best Pro- lawyer. Yeah, we're all talking. Who has more money, bro? It's like okay, let's look at this. You're you're suing me, and you're in the right, but I have more money than you. So you're we're sitting here and I was like, me and Keith had this conversation on this day and we were talking about A, B, C, and D. My lawyer then writes back to your lawyer. I was like, cool, what, what color shoes was Keith wearing? You say blue. 
cool. What color shirt was Keith wearing? But remember, every single time you res- you reply to those, you have to, your lawyers respond. Yeah. So who do you have to pay? Your lawyers. Lawyer. But by the time we get to the real important stuff, you've burned through all your, your peas. It's not easy. And most people don't take this in. So it's not like the rose where all you have to do is wait for man outside mint bar. You know what I mean? And kick off his wing mirrors. You know what I mean? <laughs> and punch him in his face. When you get into that environment, you start to realize how cutthroat it is. Like, that's when I was, bro, being on the roads wasn't as scary as what I'm doing now. Because on the roads, I knew like there's only so much and I can pull out at any time. Over here, once you've signed a contract, bro, you are in it. Yeah, that's it. Your padlocks. You can decide you don't like this person, this person's this way, or you start to notice there's some funny business. But if you're stuck in that contract, you and this person are stuck and together. That's and legally. That's, that's legally, you are legally bound to, to that person. person. And that person can then bring your whole operation, to burn your whole operation to the ground because you and that person don't get along. You know what I mean? You can't just pick up your shit and go. This entrepreneur life is not easy, so... People don't get it. And that's why when I see people talk about the Kylie's, that this person... Like you don't understand what goes on in the background, the legal. When I say the legal side of things, like when I'm looking at the legal side, like when I looked at, bro, it's five figures to deal with certain things. Five figures for just the legal. Take this in. Five figures for just the legal side of things. Let alone, let alone the expense of whatever business venture you're actually operating. And this is it. That's what's admi- and legal is basically admin- administrative costs. There you go. When I was looking at rent for the property, little things like let rent, and you look at the business rates, you look at insurance, you look at this, you look at this, because you have to abide by mm. you know, certain rules. People don't take this in. Oh, you need to give this money to this and this and this. Who was giving me money? Yeah, it's true. When I was doing A, B, C, and D, you're hoarding money, you're this, this. Who was giving me anything? No one was making sure that, and this is it. No one was making sure that you were doing well. Oh, if Ayo's business doesn't do well, we'll all just give them half our salaries. (laughs) No, no one's doing that, but they want you to share your profit. Yeah, facts. That's that's just the game though. The game's the game. That's the game. That's why, obviously, I I hate that type of mentality. That's why I'm always pro-athlete, pro-business, pro-these people because that him doing, making money, putting their necks on the line, putting their fam and trying to provide for the family. well-being. And well-being. Mentally, bro. Like, think about... And, and uh, what I don't understand is that quite a lot of people, I think I think a lot of our generation, they still got to understand this. As, as I said, you're quite far along your journey. A lot of us see me, I'm still beginning my journey. A lot of stuff I've got to learn and so many other people. So in terms of entrepreneurship, um, what do you think... Okay, what are like the do's and don'ts for people... In terms of business, like because what 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 I what I've witnessed, yeah, and I've got I, and I know quite a lot of influencers. Some of my quite a lot of my friends actually quite a lot of my friends are quite doing quite lit stuff. Shout out, shout out my friends, shout out all you lot. Um, and I've seen like the emails they get, and I've seen some of the emails. I'm actually bad at my emails. I actually need something to I'm do horrible. for me. So, <laughs> so I have a PA, bro. It's horrible. I, I need to sort that it out. It's very bad. Apologies to people. I, I don't email back on time, um, which is bad. See, that's another thing. You might need something to put, you might need to get something to do your emails for you because you can't be hidden everywhere. But I find it quite interesting because let's say we're young, especially a lot of my listeners are black, probably in their 20s. We're young people, we're doing business and I think familiarity is one of the biggest issues because if you're emailing, I don't know, flipping, okay, you want to collab with Moe, you're coming on a different vibe if you want to collab with Dysonomics or you want to collab with Keith or you want to collab with Free Shots or you want to collab with 
Do you know what I mean? MXN, Touchline, all these sick brands, like, from young people. And I thought, I'm thinking, hold on. You won't, like, speak to an established brand like that. So why you speak to me like why that? Why speak to me? And, but we're both, we're both trying to do business, which I think the listeners, they should pay attention, treat it, like, try to try be as professional as possible. And even that's even, I need to talk to myself. I need to be more professional, answer my emails on time. But you're in, everything's a transaction. If me and you, our friendship is a transaction. If your end, if you thought that your end of the, end of the bargain was a bump, you will stop being my friend. Mm-hmm. Eventually you'll realize, you're like, Rog, oh yeah, this kind of sucks to me. Like I'm always looking out for you, see what he's saying. But he don't look out for me. He doesn't look out for me, doesn't message me, doesn't respond to me, doesn't do, in fact, he's even dissing me, calling me an egg. And, do you know what I mean? Like eventually you'll pull out. And that's the same thing. That's the same thing you should behave in business. So people message you like, yo, dog, in, in DMs, like you haven't got your email in the bio. Like, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, I think maybe, I think our generation will start to learn. And also you see, what I don't like is like on social media, when I, okay, I know you've been wronged as a business, but you know, you see them wilding out on social media, like going ham because they thought they've been wronged by another business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may have got your vented out, you might have deterred them getting customers, but you don't know what, who else is watching you. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of like- Because I said to them, like, I'm not working with you. Because what people don't understand is that a lot of people on social media, you don't know that they may work in PR for a company that's lit. They just have their, their, their little account, I don't know, Innocent Juice 78 account. And you don't even know that that person's PR for, I don't know, Netta Porter. So they've been following you for time. Following you for time. And when they're looking for influencers, not their person, not their person, not their person. Bro, I'm, I have personal experience with this. Mm. I looked at the way employees of a certain company behaved when their company had issues. And I sat there and I was like, I was actually looking to kind of work with a lot of those people on the project that I was working on. But when I saw how they all reacted when things went wrong over there, I was like, I'm good, love. Enjoy. Because I was thinking, I can't bring people like that onto my operation. Because when things go wrong, this is how this is how they're going to react. And people don't take this stuff in. People pay attention. So I looked at a whole bunch of people and I was like, I'm never going to hire those people. I'm never going to work with those people because of how they re- they react it's, in a bad situation. Yeah, because you don't want that, you don't want to take that risk for happening with you. No. You know, like that, bro. It's like none of them. When I say bro, the whole, every single person took the list of people on the list and threw it away. Because they're all tainted. Swear down. All of them. I was like, none of them. I was like, I cannot work with any of the people on the on this list because of how that's important. Because I said, I'm like, I'm taking a risk here. This is my company. I could wake up and my business is gone tomorrow. And we live in a we we live in an age all it takes is a thread, and your stock price can half. Yeah, we'll talk. You can wake up, bro, and every single one of your clients is gone. Yeah, facts. So you have to think about certain things and how you look at certain things. So whenever I'm on social media and I see how people are on social media, I'm like, never gonna work with that person. Yeah, never. Facts. Same. Never. Same. Because I have to think about me here. I have Same. to think about the future of my business and people don't think about this they think because you're empowered on social media you can go out there and do whatever you like you can but there's there's consequences everything you push there's gonna be a pushback somewhere you're not gonna get hired by certain people certain people are watching and so on and i know this because i've done certain things i speak in a certain way and i know that affects how certain people look at me yeah certain people probably go on my page i'm like nah never i wouldn't want to work with this person yeah and I only have myself to blame for that. Facts. Because of how I put myself across. And people don't think about 
little things like this when they do things they think yes on the internet you're empowered you do what you like your voice mm. this freedom this this that's calm but I am not hiring you straight rice at home straight so that's something to look at as an entrepreneur like how you conduct yourself outside of business because people are always watching you so especially if your brand is very much linked to yourself so let's say you have a hair company or you sell shoes but it's linked to your name you sell it off you promote it off your social media page how you conduct yourself on your social media is very much imperative because you don't know who else is watching hold on in fact, Keith, I think um, as somebody who's been in your grind as an entrepreneur for a very long time, longer than people actually know, people think we just started becoming successful overnight, which is not true. But okay, so as a, um, a young man running your own business as an entrepreneur, what would you say are the kind of do's and don'ts and things to watch out for? So we'll start with the, the, with the, let's start with the don'ts first. Don't buy a Range Rover in the middle of starting your old business. Mm. Now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of kind of don'ts, you can't ever lose momentum. And momentum is, is very key. Momentum and consistency, you can never, ever lose mm. those things. It's, it's very disheartening when you kind of work for yourself and you're constantly kind of doing things because some stuff might never work. Mm. So, you know, imagine putting a year into something and, and it's it not doesn't enough. pan out the way you think it would mm. have or so on and so on, but you can't lose motivation. Yes. Because, you you know, it's not like other people that get paid regardless of what their company makes. Yes. Because they're at work. Essentially, with you, you get paid based on what you do, how you how you achieve and so on and so on. And that's what it was like for me. I went, there was so many times where, where I had no peace and it didn't make sense to anyone else as to why the hell are you doing this? You know, you sit there, you sit like, why am I, yeah, why am I? My dad was always like, you know, and every single time there's this job, there's that job, you could be doing this, you could be doing that and so on and so on. But now when my dad sees kind of where I am, now he understands. Where I can be, like, oh, but there was a point in time where people keep telling you to get a real job, get a real job. But when you know exactly where you where you want to be, what you can achieve, just got to keep going essentially. But you have to stay consistent. You have to self-motivate. Because I, I had a lot of questions from people talking about, you know, what motivates you or people like, I'm not very motivated, you know. What is it that motivates you? And I'm like homelessness, B. Yeah. You know those ones where you're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got bills to pay, cause bills to pay. But at the end of the day, you have to self-motivate. Yeah, you have to sit there. And I, when you know where you're going, let's say you're going to you're going to Manchester. Yeah, put Manchester in the sat nav. You're going down the motorway. It has the directions. Mm. You may take the wrong exit. But the site never always bring you, you back, back to where, where you're going. Go. So mm. when you know exactly where you're going, mm. you can always come back into, where, the, into the, the road. So I always tell people it's important to also know exactly where you are going, exactly what you want out of a situation. You know, when you go into a deal with someone or you kind of like, let's look at um, internship or interning and stuff. A lot of people feel like they didn't get that much from that situation because they had no plan going into it. It's an internship. I'm going to wing it and see where it goes. You need to know what you, what want, you want out of, of it. Yeah. That's the only way you know if mm. you get anything out of it. Some people just want to wing it. Yeah. I'm, there's an internship at this person, at this place. I'm going to apply 
and then they then complain about oh they didn't pay me this they this they this because you had no plan yeah, no you plan. went in it for the five bills mm. and you gained nothing yeah. from it because you didn't know what you wanted from, from it, from it in, in the first place, place. so you can't sit there because like sometimes you might go in there and think you gained something from it and you didn't because you had a list of things you wanted to gain from this and you're like okay, this did it we didn't touch on this we didn't touch on that so when i go back in next week I'm going to do A, B, C, and D, or I'm going to use this to, you know, I'm going to do this internship and use it to help me get a full-time job there. I'm going to use it to get me to the next company or the next company. But you have a plan. You have a roadmap of where you want to go. A lot of people, it's literally, they jump in the car, turn the side nav on, don't put nothing in it and just drive. Because they got a good idea. So you're not having an idea, you have to have direction as well. But you have no idea Mm. where you're going in life. So it's easy to get sidetracked. Mm. It's easy to get caught up doing bare nonsense. Mm. It's kind of like, people always used to ask me why I don't promote so much on my social media. Why don't you can make a lot of money getting paid to do this, getting paid to do that. I'm like, I can, but it's not in line with my brand and what I want to achieve five Mm. years from now. No, your brand is important still. So if I do all of this, I know it's going to take me to Birmingham. I'm trying to go Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. You know, if I start doing this, I'm going to end up in Birmingham and I'm not going to end up going anywhere else. That's very Because I've burned out all my fuel now and I don't have enough fuel to get me to Manchester now because I spent all of my time going to doing Birmingham. that yeah. when my journey was that way. Mm. And this is what happens. Most people don't know where they're going or they know where they're going. They take mad detours and never come back, back. onto the route. And that's why I say to a lot of people, don't, do anything without a plan and sometimes the plan doesn't have to be intricate where you have every single thing mapped out but you have to at least have know some, where you want to go to have a bit of structure yeah and I was like even when you wing it you need to have a plan because nobody goes to the airport and jumps on a plane for no reason when you go to the airport they know where they're going and you go to the airport and try and buy a random ticket on the day one way you're going to have problems yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're gonna, you might never fly again yeah it's true I tell people you always have to plan ahead and you always have to know what you want from any situation yeah. that's that's how you know you're not going to get bumped yeah oh yeah see i was gonna say how do you avoid knowing exactly what, what you want, want to get you better. need to know what you want from a situation where i don't know i told you i'm not the, when it comes to the whole businessy side of things i'm very self-aware so i know i'm good at and that's one that's one other thing that people need to know you have to be very self-aware, self-aware. in these situations what am i good at what am I not good? What am I not good at? And I'm not talking about gassing yourself up and convincing yourself you can do a million and one tasks and this, mm. this, and this. You need to know, bro. Like you have to be very critical of yourself. I'm talking thorough. Mm. Like no play, play, no bullshit, no anything. You need to know what you can and you can't do. For me, when I figured that out, it then helped me to put together a team of people mm. that complements me. Oh. What can I do? What can't I do? I'm good at this, but I'm not good at this. So I'm going to bring on this person to do this. Mm. I'm going to bring on that person to do that. I'm going to bring on that person to do that. We now have a team. Boom. It's a complete unit now. Mm, yeah. I'm horrible with the admin side of stuff. I have someone that does that. Because I know if you left me with that. It'll be a mess. It'll be a mess. Mm. The You know what I mean? The whole deep business side of things, negotiating things and so on and so on. It's not my strength. Mm. I have someone that does that. It's when true. it comes to creating and putting things together, that's me. That's what you're. That's on. what I'm good at. That's my business. So for me, I can, and delegating tasks, absolutely amazing at. So that's it. So mm. that's how I know how to pick the right team. Team, because I know myself very well. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at, and I'm honest with myself. 
I'm not going to, everyone else is too preoccupied with being the CEO of their business. Have you ever been the CEO of a company? Can you run a company? Mm. If this this was necessary to do, could you do this? Could you do that? Could you do that? For me, I had to tone it down, take it all the way down mm. and figure out what I was good at and what I, was, I wasn't good at. That's a very good basis. And now I'm in a good place because they, and I know for a fact that when something pops up that I'm not good at, someone on my team Gen- is. Yeah. So it's important to have a plan yep. and be self-aware and also knowing what you want to get out of a situation. Also in terms of like communication, like with other businesses, brands and stuff like that. So what are, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I, I believe this is where a lot of relationships, people- Relationships, 100%. Building relationships, relationships is, so is very, very important. That is key. I spend, I'm sure like when I speak to you, man, I'm always showing you kind of emails on going to this place and that place or I'm talking to this person and so on. Because I feel like that's important. You find mm. yourself talking to people all the time, building relationships. And the thing is, sometimes it may not work there and then, but you yeah, know, we might you work build a relationship with the person. You know what? We'll work together another time. Because you might, this, you know what I mean? What you had this time might not have been good for it. But a year from now, you might have something that will like, that we like yeah. we didn't like the thingy before mm, but we mm. can work on this together so it's important mm. to you know build good relationships Cheers. and maintain those relationships because sometimes you don't get what you want from the first meeting mm. second meeting third meeting you never know when it will be so building relationships is very 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 important mm. and a lot of people sleep on that because you know because most people are convinced that being self-made has nothing to do with working up with other people. Yeah, yeah. And it's just you on your own journey. You went out there, Grinding. you built your offices by yourself. Yeah. You cleaned the offices by yourself, cleaned the toilets by yourself, you cook in the canteen by yourself. Like, really You're the only good. employee by yourself. What? Nah, it's not like that, fam. And it's that mentality. Because everyone's so preoccupied with a struggle story. Yeah, people, man. People love a struggle story. You came from nothing. Struggle, we bro. came with this. I looked at my idea and I was like, bro, do you know what I mean? Do you much access to people I have? Mm. I'm trying to struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to speak to all of the people I know mm. to make my business happen. Definitely, yeah. Make this idea that I have happen. Bro, I'm not interested in coming out in some interview talking about we were sleeping on the floor in the office. I ain't trying to do that. I'm lie. trying to get me some money. Yeah. The offices look nice. Yeah, real talk. Because I can, because that's the access that I have, mm. the people that I have access to. But some people, you know, kind of preoccupied with the struggle story. Yeah. This and that and that. And sometimes. Yeah, if you open your horizons, you might not know that building relationships, you can actually go somewhere. Okay, cool. So that's a pretty good breakdown of things that you should be aware of as a young entrepreneur. 100%. But, um, okay, I'm sure you have, like, as well as you said, bad people ask you hella questions. I get, you know what I mean? I, I was getting a lot of questions in terms of... That nonsense Instagram thing. Yeah. All of everybody's doing Q&A, bruv. Yes. It, bro, it's, it, for me, it was pretty insightful because yeah, yeah. I got a lot of questions that turned Yeah, yours, yours be... can, but I see, I see a lot of girls when it's just guys asking the madnesses, bruv. No, bro, some of the questions I can't like were, hella mad! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I look at the questions, but I kept skipping through them. Yeah, but but first use, man. But I got quite a lot of good questions in terms of, you know what I mean, how you motivate yourself, how you came about, I'll say, let me look through, through them, how you came about what you do. Ah, oh, here's one. Any book recommendations? other than yours it's always interesting because people always ask me what do you read what helped you get Mm. to where you are and I can't say it's any one book and I can't even say if any of those books did anything but the ones I'd say opened my eyes to certain things Free Economics yeah I listen to their podcast sick podcast amazing podcast 
but I I started I read the book a few years ago. You know, amazing. Um, what else did I read? So I've read Free Economics. There's one by Robert Cialdini called um, "Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion." One of my favorite books of all time. You know what I mean? Mar- Malcolm Gladwell. You know, literally more or less anything by Malcolm Gladwell because he had the tipping point mm. and all of those kind of books there. Amazing. So literally Google Michael, go on Amazon mm. and search Michael, Malcolm Gladwell and read more or mm. less anything, anything that he has because he mm. has amazing book. Mm. And I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad a few years ago. That was an interesting read as well. It's one of those books that's really cool. The Richest Man in Babylon. Not, it's a finance book you find that most financial mm. books you read are based on that book okay kind of blueprint from you know way I mean, back I, when i must yeah. read that one still it's a it's a really really good book and yeah just mm. a few other i just literally pick up anything mm. of that nature so when you go on amazon sometimes and you look through the recommendations they just always re- recommend books that, off the mm, back of books mm. and that's how i just used to buy my books mm. i read shoe dog by phil knight um ceo of nike Okay. Yeah, absolutely amazing as well. So that's the kind of books that I enjoy reading, reading, essentially. So yeah, if you're one of the few people that asked me about those books, that's what I can recommend. I'm going to create a, I forgot what the book thingy was. If you go on my, any of my socials, it's probably going to be on there where you kind of put a, what the books you'll read it's kind of like a playlist but with books oh, okay. so you list all of the, the books, books that's kind of you're reading essentially so yeah those were amazing books that I kind of read and a lot of people asked me how I kind of deal with my mental health issues in business and so on kind of going to meetings because I suffer from social anxiety because I have mm. depression and social anxiety and stuff like that but I tell people I had to throw myself in the deep end Mm. I sat there for a while and it was something that I used to really, really struggle with. Mm. But I was like, I need to do this. So speaking in front of people, I was so, I used, I had a cheat code. Any project I did was always with someone else. So in terms of speaking, someone to bounce off, bounce off. Three shots, always bouncing off Taser and Marv. Mm. When I had my show with Shams, always bouncing off Shams. When I had, uh, on topic with Rob, Rob. always bouncing off Mm. Rob. So that was my secret. Mm. You know, I always... I had someone to bounce off. But when I started to speak at schools and unis, I was by myself. So you go on stage in front of a whole group of people and it is you. And they tell you you have to speak for 90 minutes. That's when you realise how long 90 minutes, minutes is. is. Yeah. Bro, I, I knew 90 minutes was long. Until I then. I had no idea how long yeah. 90 minutes really mm. was, bro. Especially college kids. Because they look at you like some dick. Uses you, bro. It's latte. You bust, <laughs> bro, you bust a joke and they're looking at you like oh, ski. Yeah, dead joke. <laughs> even one time I was speaking to, because I worked for a charity in Croydon for a while. We were kind of dealing with, with Babs as well. We were dealing Babs. We, no, no, not Dabs. Babs, Babs, Babs. Babs, I said shout yeah. Babs. Oh, I thought you said Dabs for a no, second. I was like, no, 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 Babs. Um, it was a charity that rehouses um, kind of young men that are coming out of, coming off the bros, coming out of prison. You know what I mean? And helping them to leave that life, essentially. And I remember <laughs> we were in a workshop one time and one of the dudes was talking and he was giving an example. I was wearing ripped jeans, you know what I mean? Because, I, you know, um, I think he said, so, so he was looking at how mm. I was dressed and mm. so on. These kids are mad road and mm. stuff like that. 
But you know what I mean? Like, man's not on, like, I see you just skinny jeans and all of that, but man's not on that gating like that. <laughs> and it was like, not saying there's anything wrong with the gating. I was looking at him like, why are you looking at me, B? Man, I just came here to do my job, cause why are you trying to play, man? It was one of those, but when you, it was something I kind of had to get used you to, too, yeah. into different environments, dealing with different types of people, because I wasn't a person that was fully comfortable around people all the time, mm. even with events. Most of my events, most of my projects I'm always around people mm. so it was like I'm not good around people what do I do mm. I had to adapt mm. I had to learn and it's just one of those things sometimes you know there's no fairy tale where you can go somewhere drink some magic potion it's just and throw it becomes, yourself to the deep end you have to throw yourself in the deep end and you it's not easy it is hard and for me even up to this day when I step in front of a crowd of people I feel like I'm gonna shit my pants <laughs> bro like it is horrible but I have to do it. You know what I mean? It's one of those mm. things where it is getting a little easier every time single time. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll easier come, get to a point where it'll be and easier. It'll yeah, be very but calm. I used to run away from it before. I remember I was listening to something before we move on to the next question, and there was this NBA player, and he used to literally throw up before every game. There you go. So a point where it's a team like, yeah, don't worry, that's what he does. And you never think that because you see these people performing, athlete dunking, doing the madness. You never think that raw. Some people just have that anxiety, but yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't understand what it what what goes on behind the scenes? Oh, here's an amazing, here's a good question. Do what you love and try and make it pay or get a job and get a, or get a job and do what you love as a hobby. Mm. But unfortunately I had to do what I had to do before I could do what I love full time. Because again, mm. if you can't pay your bills, Fam. you can't make things happen. Fam. <laughs> Fam. People think you can just quit your job or quit whatever was paying for the bills. And I'm gonna chase my dreams right now. Nah, but because when T-Mobile call, when British Gas call, when your landlord calls, well, even when your stomach calls, because it's time for you to eat, bro. When your stomach comes with the call of prayer, bro, that's yeah. when you know. You know like your dog, Indomie ain't gonna cut it today, fam. Man needs meat. It's getting peak. So sometimes you have to do what you have to do mm. until you can it's do getting, what you love yeah. full time. Yeah. Might have to save up for a camera. Short-term pain, long-term gain. Yeah, you might have to save up for a camera. Mm. You might have to save up for recording equipment. You might have to do this, this, and this. Yeah, and, and also, do, do you want to realise, yeah, that sometimes, like, we need to start looking at our, how much we really want our goal, yeah? Mm -hmm. For example, like, even with, like, our podcast and stuff, like, when I bought this mic, yeah, and I was and I was proper thinking, am I really going to spend so much on my mic? I'm like, bro, I've got at least 10 pairs of trainers that cost as much as this mic. Mm -hmm. I did not even think twice about buying them about buying them Valentino trainers. So why am I thinking twice about buying this mic that's gonna further push my, do you know what I mean? So like sometimes you gotta think, if, how much I really want this? Am I gonna make a sacrifice to get it? And yeah, sometimes you have to, sometimes work, it's a necessary evil for you to get to that point where you could work. I remember, um, like for example, Bashi, before we move on to your next question, Bashi, he used to drive buses in Northwest. Yeah. Man's doing films now. One of my brothers, he's, you know what I mean? He's a comedian. Mm. He's doing very well for himself, but he also works at Apple part-time. I tell people, you can't tell your, you can't tell your bills. That's a rapper though. Yeah. You don't make nothing. Yeah. Not pay yet. your bills. You have to pay your bills. Yeah. We'll talk. So you have to do what you have to, to do, do to get by. Until you can do what you love yeah. full-time yeah. and so on and so on. For me, I took the plunge and I'm one of the rare people that was willing to go without anything for a very long time before I got to where I am now. So I had to 
the dirt poor. Mm. I'm talking about my dad used to slip ten pound notes under my door because he was looking at me like some bum. <laughs> you know, and he's, you know when your parents start to clock yeah. that you might not have eaten today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I ain't seen this brother eat for five days, bro. Yeah. Let me give a chance to go get it's some. It's literally food. this, bro. My dad started to clock, or he drive past me sometimes. I'm like, why are you walking so far? I'm telling him it's cardio. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, walking from Fort Neath to, yeah, to, to Houston. Just yeah, I'm preserving that bus money, that train money, that this money, that this money. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was my situation. It was mm. like, damn, I have to do what I have to do yeah, to get by. Yeah, and so sometimes that's what it is, man. Do you get more questions or something? Um, I sued you, bro, because they sent me a lot of questions, man. We'll do like two more, and then we'll keep it sliding. Uh, people ask me, <laughs> what did you major in at uni? I think that's probably in America. But someone asked me what I what I went to uni for. What did you go to uni for again? I didn't go uni. I went to uni for two weeks. Yeah, right, I know. But what did you go to uni for? So my story is interesting. I got into Aston. Very good school. Marketing. Very my dad pissed Makes me sense. off. My dad pissed me off. So I dropped out. So I, you know what I mean? I canceled the application and I got into Bedfordshire for a clearing. You're a bum. <laughs> Because <laughs> your dad pissed you off. You're so dumb. <laughs> that pity does cost me like 12 bags, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Student finance, I'm writing down. Yo, dog. <laughs> Yo, dog. You know what I mean? So, you know, we're going to need you to run their money back, B. But um, yeah, so I got into Aston for marketing. I ended up in Bedfordshire for two weeks and I hated it. And I've been educating myself ever since, to be fair. And whenever you tell people that you've dropped out of uni, or whatever and you've gone on to do this people think it just means you drop out of uni and do nothing you niche no i'm just a pain. i spent all of these years reading extensively like all that meant for me was like my uni's not teaching me so i have to teach myself, myself. straight so i spent the last you know decade since then educating myself which we can essentially clearly. and it's been amazing for me because of i've achieved what i wanted well so I'm on, on the, the path, path to achieve what I want to achieve, essentially, because going to uni wasn't for me. Not people for see, yeah, people see the Bill Gates and stuff like that dropping out of uni and they think everyone can do it. And I was like, one, those are high functioning individuals that were already in Harvard. Mm, yeah. Don't get into Harvard. It would be some any, any, any person. Any, any person. They were high functioning mm. individuals already. So And they left their unis because they weren't to focus on their businesses full time. So they didn't leave their unis to go figure themselves out yeah. or so on and so on. So that's always something that's worth considering mm. when people use them yeah. as an example because mm. these are people that left uni to focus on what mm. they were well. doing. So it's like he had Apple, he, he had, had a plan. this or he had this, he had a plan. He knew what he wanted to do and so on and so on. This person wants to go in and do this. So you don't leave, you don't drop out of uni and then go find a plan or you know, I don't know what I want to do so I'm just going to leave uni and no, no plan. Yeah, you got to work it out. Yeah. You said plan. Like when I see people drop out at the end of second year or some shit, and I'm like, it's mad still. Just bang that one more year. Yeah. But obviously every situation is different, isn't it? So exactly. But, but I always say, if you do kind of drop out of uni, or if you choose not to go to uni or whatever, it's important to know that education doesn't stop there. Yeah. You, you, are, your, you are your teacher now. So unless you're going to be doing some other course or some, you know, working full time, learning from whatever you need, be educating yourself. You don't want to get left behind. Exactly. But yeah, man, that's it. All right, cool. Anyway, so we know we can find you on Insta. What's your Insta? Because I know, I know they pammed your old account. Yeah. There's Mr. Mr. EXPSD. That's Mr. Exposed, but I took the vowels out. Okay, cool. Wow. Uh, Bear shortage. <laughs> Bear shortage, yeah, because... <laughs> 
Briggs deleted me. Mm. Um, on Twitter, it's Mr. Exposed. So the proper spelling, M-R-E-X-P-O. S-E-D. I find it so hard to spell things out loud. Sometimes, you know, you're, like, you're like, it sounds uh, like your phone number. You know, you say your number a certain way. Yeah. Someone can read your number out exactly, but if they don't say it in the way that you say it, you're like, Raw, it's like sure that's no, all right, you know. I'm yeah. saying my number. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you know, some man say their, fir- their phone number with the future flow. Might want to come in with the Kendrick Lamar flow. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Or I might do the first five numbers, the next three, yeah, yeah. the next three. Yeah. Yeah. Or I might do the first three, next three, next three, next two. It's mad how a brain just, works. Yeah. But if someone says it differently, you're thinking, uh, ah. Okay, ready, plan luck. So you got, um, you're part of Three Shots. I'm loads of my listeners. Three, three shots. shots of Tequila. So live show? Right? Yeah, we've got a live show. So um, we've got our 100th episode coming. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. We'll on the f- when does this come out? This will, this will be out on Sunday night. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Friday coming, we're gonna have a hundredth episode of our podcast, Three Shots Litty. of Tequila, nearly at five million listens. That's um, yeah, it's crazy, man. And to celebrate a hundred episodes of Three Shots of Tequila in two years, we've got a live show on the nineteenth of August. So mm. that's Bank Holiday Sunday. Okay. So there's no work that Monday, so you have no excuse not to come to Three Shots that Sunday. So yeah, nineteenth of August. Um, the tickets are already up on our socials, so just check my 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 socials, check Marv socials, check Taser socials, whichever one of us you follow. It's on the Shubs as well, right? Yeah, yeah, Shubs. So literally search three shots of tequila on Shubs. We've also got Lux every single Sunday, 52 Sundays a year. Mm. Bank holiday Lux is coming up. So get your tickets. Because those go quick, innit? Those go hella quick. So when it's close to bank holiday, we use, we're usually sold out before the event comes around. Yeah, And okay. there's bare people in the queue outside. So mm, I don't be there, man. Get your, t- get your tickets, man. Mm. Get your tickets. But yeah, man. And another thing is I've kind of been, everyone's always asking me about my book. He wrote a book. Is it ever coming out? Is it this? Mm. Is it this? So I'm happy to say that, you know, hopefully beginning of 2019 hopefully mm. either january or february i literally get to release my book after two whole years of you know pain and suffering yeah you know I, mean? and I look forward to that still yeah when that's all ironed out and i've kind of cut all the red tape i can speak more on the experience and why it took so long all right essentially sick all right thank you for listening people them you know where to find keith you know where to i'll put the links to the, all the tickets and stuff so you guys go enjoy yourself on this bank holiday catch some sun and some one two two enjoyments um please like and subscribe on apple Podcasts and soundcloud give me a nice five star review especially with free shots free shots lit podcast giving us entertainment every friday for the last two years now and yes also follow me on twitter at disunomics the first eyes are one and on instagram disunomics anything else just hit me up hello at disunomics.com and yeah that's it until next week peace Podcast Network.